0: The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardick in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so we're going to go back to yesterday because we did not analyze everything. Um, and I was meant to look at the Pesukim, but I got a phone call that I had to take urgently and that took up all my possible time. So that's my excuse. What's yours? No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so anyone who gives Sadaka to an Ani with, with a grouchy face or mad face or whatever, or his face looking to the ground. Uh, even if he gives him a thousand dollars, then he either has lost the zakhus of all of it or has diminished the zakhus. Ella no panim You should give it to him cheerfully, uh, uh, or with a happy face and with simcha. Umis onin imo al he should um commiserate with him uh, over his tsara. Okay, that was what I wanted to read in you. Should look at it inside. So I believe this is him listing his virtues and why bad stuff shouldn't have happened to him. He says, um yeah, so I'm going to read the context. Uh, EO says, For I knew that you, with a capital Y, would bring me to death, to the destination of all life, but let him, with a capital H, not stretch out his hand in total fury. Though destruction is their lot, there is some relief. Did I not weep for the heavily burden? Did I not sorrow for the destitute? I had hope for goodness, but evil came... Uh, came. I had looked forward to light, but darkness came. My innards boiled and did not cease days of oppression came towards me. I go about darkened, though not from the sun. I rise up in public and scream. I've become a, bur- a brother to jackals, a friend to owls. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that was a, that was a phrase. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> my skin has become blackened upon me and my bones have dried out for me. My heart has turned for morning. My heart, my flute to the sound of weepers. So yeah, he's just basically saying, I I commiserated with the uh, the poor. Um yeah, and then he says, and he should speak with him words of supplication and comfort. Uh, as it says, also in EOV, 29, 13. Um, so he says here, so this is again, him talking about uh, the good old days. If If only I could be as in the earlier months, as in the days when God would watch over me. Awkward. When his lamp, when his lamp would shine over my head and I would walk in darkness by his light, when I was in the days of my prime, when God's mystery was above my tent, the Almighty was still with me with my attendants all around me, when my steps were bathed in cream and the rocks would pour out pools of oil for me. Uh vivid imagery here. Would when when I would go out to the city uh gate atop a platform and set my seat in the town square, youths would see me and conceal themselves. I don't know why, the aged would rise and stand. Ministers would withhold their words and place their hands to their mouths. The voice of the leaders would be hidden. The tongue would cleave to their palate. When an ear would hear me, it would praise me. When I would see me, it would vouch for me. For I would rescue a pauper from his wailing and an orphan who had none to help him. The blessings of the forlorn would be upon me. I would bring joyous song to a widow's heart. I donned righteousness that suited me. My justice was like a cloak and a headdress. I was eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. I was a father to the destitute, which he's going to quote later on. If I was ignorant of their grievance, I would investigate. I smash the fangs of injustice and cause prey to be cast from its teeth. I said to myself, I will expire with my nest intact. I will live as long as the Phoenix. My roots will be open to water and dew will always dwell on my branches. My honor will always renew itself and my bow will refresh itself in my hand. Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah. So what we said yesterday was, why is it that you lose or diminish your if you give it to them, if you give a thousand dollars to them with a, uh, a sad face or with an angry face, like you still gave them the money right? So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we said that um, if the mitzvah of tzedakah were just allocation of resources, then it'd be no different than waving lulav with a sad face. Like you did the mitzvah, you know, but the whole thing Mm -hmm. is, is to cultivate the uh, chesed tzedakah and mishpat and go against the stinginess and, and cruelty, you know? So that's part of the actual mitzvah. And if you, if you give it to them in a way that dehumanizes them or makes them feel bad or ashamed or whatever, so then you're actually like, that is actually a pogam in your mindset mitzvah. So you'd lose the whole thing if it's really bad, or you could like diminish it. But what we didn't explain, I don't think, is I didn't notice it yesterday. Misonin imo altaraso and medabrilo Two things. Okay. And I'll just so if we could just understand that, but I want to give you examples. Is um, I think the first person I ever saw do this was Rabbi Zimmer, because when I was in Yeshiva in the old dorm, so I had the Sadaka tending job, but he had it before me. And there was a woman who used to come around named Shoshana. And he would always sit with her and like talk with her, you know. Um, and then I don't think I would have done that if I hadn't seen him do that. And then I started doing that. And like, I think that it was easier because she was like a regular. But if you ask yourself, I mean, you can't always just like, <laughs> barge in and when someone asks for dog and say, Oh, so what's up with you? You know, like it has to be like part of the natural conversation. But you know, there are times or there are certain anim who will clearly be moved to tell their story or to tell what happened to them. And you should let them um you should let them talk and like make time for that. You know, that's actually part of the, the Mitzvah. I think the last Anya that I did this with, and this is before COVID was there used to be a guy named Avi outside of Gourmet Plot, uh, who clearly was suffering from uh, some sort of mental illness. And every, and he would like, he seemed again, I'm not, uh, di- I can't diagnose people, but sounded like paranoid schizophrenia. Like he would always go on at length about like how the people in Gourmet Glot and all the people in the businesses around him are like conspiring to get him. And like they're in league with like doctors who like planted devices in his body, you know, that kind of thing. And I would always like, like the first couple of times I was taken off guard, but after that, I would actually like plan my shopping time to give him five minutes like of time, you know, to to let him talk. And even though he's not in a state where like it's making any sense, like clearly it would give him some uh, you know, some relief to talk about it. So so I, I think, and even if you don't do that, I feel like the first step has to be like let's say when the indian come in on Friday, mm-hmm. how many of us actually even stop to think to ourselves, I wonder what the circumstances of these people are and how they became poor and like what keeps them in poverty. And you know, like it's just the the fact that that our thoughts don't even extend that far shows how far away we are from this mitzvah. Now, this would be the highest level where we're actively like commiserating with them, but um, but even before we get there, I think like this is uh, you know uh, something you can do without you know doing it in action. Um, similarly, and I might have told this uh, before on, in uh, in this context or like on some uh, as some example, but I remember with that uh, that uh, Shoshana that I mentioned who came. I remember one time she came into yeshiva. And, uh, she was crying and, um, we, I asked her like what, what happened? And she said, she found out that a couple years ago, her sister died, you know, and that struck me because if any of us had a family member who died, we would find out about it very quickly. And like the fact that, that I don't know what the circumstances of her sister were, but clearly, you know, she was not in a position to be able to be in touch with that. And then that led me to think of like, I wonder how she's gonna die, you know? Like when we die, we like to think of, we'd like to imagine that it's gonna be surrounded by loved ones and people who are like providing care and comfort and thinking about how Aniam die, I'm sure many times it's just alone. And like, this was the first time in my life I had thought of that even, you know? So like, you know, I, I think that that it could go both ways. Like either you start doing these behaviors the wrong describing and then that cultivates this type of empathy. Or if that's too much for you, you can start by thinking of this type of empathy and then that can motivate you to actually act, you know? Um, and also like, so I don't, I only see Tachanunim by God. I've never seen speak to them with Tachanunim. I don't know what that means. But Nechamos, just to talk about what we mentioned uh, last week in Avel, Nechama, Nachim means to comfort, to regret, or to change your mind. and refresh says that um, I don't think you need rehearsed for this, but that the essence is changing your mind, you know, reframing things. And even though you obviously can't, um, you know, uh, you know, it's not like you're going to be able to miraculously like say something to the onion. They're going to go away saying, gee, thanks for uh, making me feel good. Like I, everything is all good. Now you can, you know, through talking, like help to, let's say, if it's a matter of giving them hope, if it's a matter of like showing that you care, if it's a matter of, you know, even like, any sort of reframing for the good, yeah. You can also like reframe this specific interaction. Like Correct. It's not easy right. for somebody to go and, and ask for money. Yeah. So by you know, or upon upon and just by talking with them and yeah. making them feel comfortable, right? Like you reframing this, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking after I said the anecdote yesterday about how the uh, how the woman uh, joked with me, you know, uh, like I was thinking like, how often does she get to tell a joke? To someone and like have someone laugh like that even itself is like a, a human interaction you know um and uh yeah so can we figure out what the divir tachanunim is uh, that's just a little weird and, and just the the lush of tachanunim is comes from right which is to uh be gracious right to graciously give him. what was it my question is we say tachanunim to god we supplicate to him I don't think this means. Though. What was it? Subkay really. means to ask for something you don't deserve. To ask <laughs> for chen, you know, to be <laughs> honing you. Um, <laughs> like the, the the here's the go-to source. So, some sources are easy to remember, and this one is very easy to remember because it's the opening passage of Vaeschanan, uh, and that's where Rashi defines Takanunim. Uh, uh, that's the Torah Gemara. Rashi says Vaeschanan in chinun b'chol makom chinan. Means giving something for free. Alpha pishish l'tzedikim. So here it's alpha pishish l'tzedikim litlus b'maseh uh in mavakshim eis hamalkom elamatan Even though uh sorry, tzadikim could depend on their good uh actions, they only ask God as matan skinen. So I understand being mischani to God, but being midaber divri tafanuni to another person, I just don't exactly know what that means. The bird is saying flight to the when. Being polite—that's interesting. That well, yeah, yeah say that was that, that, yeah. That's more of your your countenance. But what what like I want to know what the script is. Like, what words do we say? You know, like that are Takanunin. I don't think polite. Not not specific. It's just like like like. Oh, yeah, politeness. I mean not, not polite. Yeah. Like, oh. like considerate. Like cautious with what you. Yeah, so let's 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 go ahead and read that in the next one also because that's where he really talks about that. Yeah, let's read this because I think it must might be part of the facts. Ani asks you for something. The you don't have anything to give him. Appease him with words. That's another uh, word thing. So that that definitely would fit. <speaking in Spanish> it's to shout at the ani or to raise your voice uh, because his heart is um, broken and uh, and crushed. Which, by the way, um, I um, in thinking about, I was thinking about this a lot lately. Uh, that you know, last week uh, with all of the the grieving, and uh, also just talking to my mom with with her grieving, you know, it is a thing where someone can be in a fragile emotional state and then snap at someone uh, or be in a fragile emotional state and feel like someone is snapping at them, you know, when it's not really true mm-hmm. or take something very personally when it's not really personal. And so I think that might be something to think about when he says their heart is nishbar they're always in a fragile state. So any little thing that like you, um, that you do that <sighs> like could be perceived by them as personal or a slight, you got to be extra careful about. Um, And uh, we said, we said yesterday, why is it wrong it as God does not despise we said, because there is part of you that does despise someone who is in a lowly state because you want to distance yourself or break identification. So you have to be and, and not despise that. You have to, just like God gives life to the poor, you have to give life to the poor and crushed. The worst thing you can do is, is embarrass them. You should be like a father, whether in mercy or with words, which we didn't figure out. Something like Eob said, Yeah. So speaking politely and, and, and gently to them is definitely fitting in with this. I'm just bothered by, ta- because I view Tachanunim as asking for things, I want a, an alternative to that that fits in with tachan I was saying was more like, hey, but maybe is like, even if you feel like maybe they're being disrespectful to you, ah, uh, speak so them right. right. Speak, that you're not deserving; they're not deserving. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Let me think about. Let me think of an example. like that 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 that. that. Like they're being rude. Right. That's you you should speak well, with them graciously. Uh, yeah, even if they don't deserve it. Right. Yeah, that's that, that's a good shot. Right. That's actually a good shot, right? In other words, I think, I again, I don't know how much you've been confronted with. Aneem that are like demanding, right? That it could, the, the the gut reaction is to want to say, like, well, I'm the one who's giving you money, like, you know, like, you know, stand down, you know, like, like, uh, um, so so that's not diverting, you know, um, so yeah, that that I think that's a good that's a good one. Um, no, that's good. Example, like when you have, you know, five, uh, um, they come in. And they ask for money, and then someone doesn't notice, and they give the first person like five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah, they're like oh, that was a good sucker. Then like the rest of the guys come. Yeah, like, oh, you're not right together. Yeah, and then they get upset. Like yeah, right. That's a good people. example. Yeah, that's a good practical case. Yeah, you gonna say? What uh, does "arni" mean? Yeah, we, we got confused by that. It's a weird conjugation. "Arni" means I will cause the lave amana to sing joyously. It's okay. from Rina, but Arnin, oh, wow. no clue what the conjugation of that is. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if that would help us trying to figure out what he's trying to bring a proof. Like, oh, that's a good or point. Or? Right, right. So that, that's actually a, um, that's a high level, right? <laughs> when you take someone who's a widow and you make her sing with joy, you know, that's like, um, that's, that's more than, see because when he, if he just said, I would say that's like going from um, you know, uh, negative emotion to baseline, this is like going even higher, you know, that's interesting. And it couldn't mean that like you ask, you ask him uh, to help you, does it? That would be one way to do it. I mean, definitely, um, from what I have heard, not from actual on but from like, like movies and videos and stuff, you know, is like, uh, you know, these people who are in these situations feel so dehumanized, that being able to help out or not feeling like they're a burden will give them dignity, you know. So yeah. I, like, I was talking to my dad because we had like an thing yeah. a couple nights ago, and uh, he said, "I don't, I don't that like the highest level is like giving a job." Yeah, we're gonna see that. So, okay, yeah, my, yeah. So I was thinking of like along those lines. Yeah. Of, like, that can, you know, because that reinstates their humanity and, like, yeah, makes them like they're doing something for you. It's not just like a one way, right? Kind of That's thing. true. Yeah. You know, what I was thinking, I, I've never been in a position to do this because I don't think any of the I've regularly interacted with have had this. But I can envision a case where an Ani comes into the base midrash, and if you are, if they, if you and they speak the same language, like, I could see a thing where, like, sharing Torah with them, not just to, like, go and, like, use them as a, you know, but, like, that could be a thing that could be uh, like a a conversation that can make them feel uh, human. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying you should just automatically do this, but uh, yeah. So we did not, the last thing we just didn't figure out was the uh, of whether in Rockman or with words. Now you could just say that that means that an actual father speaks mercifully to his, his, his child and acts mercifully, but something just strikes me as funny as the Bain Barachmin, Bain Bidvarim. I don't know why. Maybe Bain is not, well, Dvarim is his word. Yeah. So you often is like, you're like, like you're uh-huh. like, there's like a way of speaking. I mean, there's, there's what you're saying and there's like, right. There's like the way that you're saying. That's true. Right. So can we define that? I mean, I know we know it from experience and I, we, we ruled one thing out yesterday is that Yosef said like, you know, you shouldn't be patronizing to them, you know, like that kind of father, you know, it's not like a disciplinarian father. And you know, see the, what I would have said, by the way, is I would have said, I would have been tempted to say like a brother right mm-hmm. you know father does seem to be like a odd relationship to invoke oh yeah i know the father cares for for the kids but um and it's also being contrasted with the oy to someone who shames the ani yeah. you know okay let's let's think about it and tomorrow plan to move on uh i think we are so we have one more halakha and then we get to the levels and that's where you just mentioned about the highest level yeah i think Okay, very good, thanks for coming.